1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision.
0: Hey, we're going to turn our attention today uh, to having that nice feeling or not having that nice feeling. Uh, Practical ways we might deal with what some call a silent pandemic. Talking stress today, of course, there is... Good stress that brings out the best in us, and there's bad stress that comes when the pressure's on, whether it's in our families, from the boss at work, or whether you're trying to balance a budget or coping with some relationship breakdowns. Well, so many only dream about waking up in the morning and smelling that coffee, and all the stress is gone. Well, it's not just uh, it's not a part of our modern lives, especially when you carry responsibilities for other people, and some of us can better handle stress than others. But few of us can handle long-term chronic stress without suffering some sort of debilitating consequences. So what wisdom can we glean today from the Bible? And how might we practically apply it in our lives? Well, wonderful to welcome back Peter Sorkia, who is a former pastor and now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. Peter Sorkia, a special welcome back to 2020.
1: Thank you for having me, Neil. It's my
0: pleasure. Peter, some will say de-stressing, isn't that a neutral sort of a thing? And some might even question, can you de-stress God's way? Uh, What's your response when it comes to all the challenges we face?
1: Well, there's certainly a lot of challenges, and we've been through them, haven't we, the last two years. And is there a God way? Is there a secular way? Well, I believe they are related. Uh, there is a biblical foundation, if you think about the word fear, because we're told many, many times in the Bible not to fear. And it must be something that God is really focusing on in terms of wanting us to understand because it's mentioned the word fear more than 500 times. Um, we, we are told that we are not to fear because it causes bondage if you look at Romans 8. And uh, that he haven't, hasn't given us a spirit of fear, it tells us in 2 Timothy, but he's given us power, love and a sound mind. So he does address the issue of fear which does lead to anxiety, and all of this really comes out of stress, comes out of worry, and they're all related. They're, they're sort of bed partners or bedfellows, if you like. This stress, this worry, this anxiety, they really are part of life, and especially in the 21st century.
0: Well, stress can come from anywhere. I mentioned a few things there in the introduction, but, you know, stress at work, uh, the boss is always on my back. Uh, I've got all sorts of, you know, uh, levels and, uh, you know, uh, targets to meet. I've got stress at home with my family. Uh, marriage is challenging. I've got stress finances trying to balance the family budgets. I've got some health concerns. Uh, my relationships seem to be strained at every turn. Uh, the kids at school are coming home with all sorts of problems. We might even add to that. Uh, the neighbours over the fence aren't so friendly, or when I'm driving to work, uh, there are people who seem to be filled with road rage and it just is like it's contagious for me. Hey, uh, this is a very stressful time we live in, Peter, and uh, yes. people can be uh, stressed on a lot of different levels.
1: Yes, there's so many things coming at us, and all those things you mentioned, there's work, there's home, there's family, relationships, finances, health, the neighbours. Uh, all these things are, are, are part of life. They are part of uh, today's society, And some people might be stressed by some of those and some people might be stressed or anxious about some of the others. So it's not actually what the stress is around us. It's actually how we deal with it internally. And that's why some people suffer with stress and anxiety more than others because what are they saying? What are we saying? What are you saying about the road rage? What are you saying about your neighbours? So it's our self-talk, how we process it, and, and even the lives that we live in terms of from our childhood right through to today, what was in our childhood that perhaps set us up for some of these things. So it's how we deal with the stress around us and that is what causes anxiety and, and a whole lot of other spin-off things that aren't helpful for us.
0: Peter, is it useful if you're trying to reflect here on biblical wisdom to suggest that uh, the fruit of the Spirit, uh, a lot of us will be familiar with the fruit of the Spirit out of Galatians chapter 5. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are in contrast to the fruit of the flesh is there a sort of a spirituality you can apply to how you might be looking at the sort of stresses coming your way?
1: Uh, When you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, uh, they are the things that the Spirit embodies, if you like, and so that when we are really in tune with God... And uh, co- connecting with Him on a regular basis, then those things can overflow. But I like to suggest with the fruit of the Spirit that most of us have some issues with some of those. <laughs> might be self control, might be the joy, you know, it might be the peace. So whatever those issues are, perhaps go to the Bible and find out what the Bible says about those and then dwell and meditate on, on God's Word to get some help in those areas because we, we don't all have it together all of the time.
0: Okay, stress I mentioned is sometimes good because that can bring out the best in us, uh, stretch us to the next level. Uh, but when it's not so good, the consequences can be dreadful. Uh, people move into depression and uh, burnout, uh, even, uh, you know, suicidal uh, in their tendencies. Uh, you've got your own story to tell, uh, your own run in with burnout. What was your story, Peter?
1: Yes, yes. Well, burnout, of course, if you think about stress hormones and the the hormones that are released, cortisol and adrenaline, when that goes on for a long period of time, we can suffer ongoing stress and that changes from new stress, which is good stress, which gets us out of bed, to de-stress. But if that goes on for a long time, it starts to set up a whole lot of things going on in our body. And with uh, those stress hormones, and we are all familiar with the term fight or flight, But in case people perhaps haven't heard of it, there's also another component, that's freeze. So there's fight, flight or freeze. So freeze is burnout. That's when that stress has gone on for so long. It's so overwhelming that now all you want to do is get under the bed covers and stay there, lock the door, pull the blinds down. And that's what happened to me. And that's many years ago. I went through it. I knew I was going through it because I wanted to get into a cupboard and, and just shut the door and throw the key away. And I knew because I would taught change, stress and burnout. And I recognized the symptoms from teaching it at a Bible college. And so I thought, I'm in trouble. So God very graciously brought me through, but then I went through it almost again a few years later. So that was time to really sit down and take stock and say, God, I'm nearly there again. What are we going to do about it? You and I, God. So, that's, so he taught me a new method of de-stress, which I call God moments. And, and I've been on this bandwagon for many, many years, helping people, particularly Christians, learn how to deal with stress, manage it and win over it in a biblical way.
0: So you were locking yourself away and isolating yourself. Is there some symptoms that go hand in hand with that? The thought you can't stand uh, handling problems with people right now or uh, you don't like it when the phone rings. Uh, Any thoughts here as to some of those other things that might indicate that you're actually in a really stressed place and uh, you're actually uh, responding whether it's fight, flight or freeze?
1: Look some of the symptoms are like mine where you just want to get away you can't you can't tolerate anything and you go onto an automatic pilot sort of mode where things happen but you don't know how they happened so your memory goes look we all have issues with memory but you can't remember anything from a, a couple of minutes ago and that's because the stress hormones shut down the prefrontal cortex so you can't actually think well you might be thinking of wanting to do away with yourself suicide ideation being depressed and being depressed for long periods of time. So any of these symptoms where you just feel you cannot cope. Look, you might have panic attacks. That's another symptom. So life is now overwhelming. You don't want to do life. That's a very big symptom that you're on the edge of burnout.
0: You know, we keep hearing that through the pandemic over the past two years that mental health challenges have risen dramatically do you think that some of that has been triggered by the sort of stresses that people have gone through during the pandemic time, whether it's because they couldn't work or they didn't have enough uh, finances balancing the budget? Uh, everyone's locked in together and uh, you've got all of the stresses of family. Is, is some of that uh, connected, do you think, uh, with you know, some of the mental health challenges that we've been uh, hearing about?
1: Absolutely, Neil. I think that we probably went into COVID with some issues already. Life in the 21st century is hard. And now we are also faced with change. And these changes were very dynamic and very enormous for all of us. The changes are we have to change the way we shop. We have to change the way we exercise. We have to change the way we work. Uh, We have to change the way we do family. And, of course, some of us were very lonely. There was no one with us. And some of us had our families with us 24-7. So all these changes then started to erode what peace perhaps we might have had before. And then I believe coming out of COVID, those issues that were perhaps raised during COVID have not been dealt with. So I think this is why we are in a silent pandemic. We, we really are now in a place where, okay, I had some issues before, but now they seem much bigger. And that's because... We had so much more change to deal with. And, yes, there are a lot of people who are requiring help at this point in time. And that's what we need to do. We need to get help if, if
0: we're in trouble. Help from a biblical foundation. Let's just dwell on this for a few moments because uh, when I read the Bible, I'm not reading about a whole lot of happy people. Some people think that somehow or other Christianity is all about being happy, happy happy-clappy in that sense. But uh, Bible characters like Job, who had everything, had a great family, a good name, plenty of wealth, and suddenly all of that stripped away. You had David, King David, you know, a hero of faith, a man after God's own heart. But he had Saul chasing him for years, uh, trying to kill him. Uh, Paul, who was shipwrecked and uh, suffered snakebite and persecution and jail time. And then, of course, there's the ultimate, and that's Jesus himself, who experienced stress just like us, uh, beaten. Uh, just read the story of Gethsemane about the sort of stress he was going through and then hung on a cross and died. I mean, the Bible is a rich uh, resource of understanding that uh, life is not meant to be easy. There's all sorts of stresses associated.
1: Wow. You've just mentioned some there. And, and when you think of all those stories of Job and how he lost everything and David being chased and having to hide in caves for many, many, many years and uh, he had a band of ragamuffins by the sound of it and uh, yeah, Paul shipwrecked um, off the coast of Malta and then Jesus, what he went through in the Garden of Gethsemane. So all of those, yes, are stressful events. And if we think about perhaps the apostles and how they were chained Uh, in jail and how they were worshipping and praising God and we hear about what that might have been like in those jails and apparently they were like open sewers. So we look at our life today and we think oh how blessed are we to have the lives that we have and how can we compare them to the characters And, and of course Jesus in the Bible. So yes the Bible has a lot to say about stress has a lot to say about fear, and yet we're still told not to fear. And of course, God is the way. Reliance on Him, that's the way not to fear. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson.
0: Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join in our conversation with a question or a comment or even a critique. Peter Sorkia is our guest, a former pastor, now a Christian therapeutic life coach who leads Peter Empowering You. Peter, before we go any further, why don't we take a call? Eris is in Hawthorne in Brisbane. Hello, Eris. Welcome along. Hello, mate, and
2: uh, Peter. Peter's a boy.
0: Uh, Peter's a girl's name too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: definitely female, Eris.
0: <laughs> what are your thoughts, Eris? Oh, I've
2: had stress, but I've never had suicidal intentions ever.
0: No, um, and, and some people are affected worse than others, uh, but uh, yeah. I'm very pleased to hear that. Eris, uh, you've never had suicidal tendencies, and uh, so many uh, would be... Reluctant to put themselves in that boat, even though they face some pretty rugged times. So uh, that's good to hear. Uh, any other thought from you?
2: oh uh, well, God, just God's helping me. What He's doing at the moment is amazing. I mean, uh, I'm cleaning up my place. I'm back here, and I'm uh, all the spiritual. I went through all my paperwork today. I had so much to throw out, so much to, stuff to keep. Like i mean, talk to boxes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm still going at the moment. Okay. Up and
0: how do you, uh, Eris? How do you describe the sort of stressful times that you've been through?
2: Um, I don't know how to explain that.
0: But you're feeling like you're in a good place now, but you haven't always been in a good place.
2: I've been in a good place, but I just got to find a better place. All
0: right, and yeah. so. Yeah, and so in all of the things that you're doing to get your life together, uh, doing the clean-out, uh, you know, your attention to your finances, uh, this is a uh, this is a good way you're, you're feeling like you're on top of those stresses.
2: Yeah, that's right. Before I got buried, you know, I buried in the things that got on top of me, and I just couldn't handle this as close to godliness. I believe that.
0: Okay, so that, that's an interesting point you're making there because you are cleaning up now and uh, people think that that's somewhere a Bible scripture. It's not really, but uh, cleanliness is next to godliness, but it certainly helps you have a, uh, a more clear outlook on where you're going and what you're doing. So uh, well done, Eris. But let's get a thought or two from Peter. Peter, what are your thoughts for Eris?
1: Well, Eris, I love that you said that God is helping me in this cleanup process. And uh, I heard you say you got buried a little bit. So perhaps things were getting a bit on top of you, perhaps you meant. And look, you know, God is our source, isn't he? That no matter what we are going through, he's there with us. So in your clean-up, let him keep you going that way. You know, I tend to, every day, Eris, I tend to ask the Lord what he wants me to do and how he wants me to approach things. God's will, God's way today, Lord. And uh, he helps me, and I'm, I'm so pleased to hear that he's helping you too.
0: So God bless
2: you. Eris.
0: Amen. You too, you too Peter. Eris, thank you. Thank you so much for your call. And our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. How has stress affected you? Perhaps you've been through a natural disaster recently. I know a lot of people along the east coast of Australia have dealt with flood crises of recent times. Uh, how have you dealt with that sort of stress? Uh, How have you been able to help those who've gone through those sorts of stresses that might lead to that fight or flight or freeze? Well, 1-800-316-316. Let's uh, touch on a a few really uh, practical points if we could uh, hear Peter. Uh, you mm. like to talk about becoming bulletproof and some mm. strategies for doing that so uh, we'd lo- we'd all like to think we're not going to be vulnerable and susceptible to some of the bad things that come along with stress how do we become bulletproof
1: look we are all beset by fears worries anxiety stresses so that's a way of life so uh, we are having to find ways in our life to deal with all these things we are vulnerable. Uh, And so I feel that one of the greatest things I can leave the listeners with today is about breathing. (laughs) It seems such a small thing. We do it naturally. We do it without thinking about it. It just happens. But when I first started this journey with the Lord all those years ago, he wanted me to stop and spend time with him during the day. But he also wanted me to focus on breathing. So I looked up everything in the Bible on breath and if you look at Genesis, it talks about when God made man, he, he made man, but it wasn't until he breathed life that man came alive. So if you think about it, every breath is a God-given thing. Every breath is a miracle, if you like, to look at it that way. So breathing is a key. And if we look at psychology and de-stress and all the things that secular counseling has to offer us, there's a lot of stuff going on and being talked about mindfulness. Now, I like to do... A form of Christian meditation, and that's what I teach people. But part of that is breathing. So if you, if you're stressed, if you can learn how to do what's called belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, that is one little thing I can leave you with today that's quite significant, and that is really deep breathing, really slowly, and holding it, because what that does, and then releasing it slowly.
0: Peter, what do that- you do that in the time when you're feeling, like, overwhelmed? Uh, mm. Moments when uh, things are just piling up. It's uh, You know, it's mid-afternoon. Things have piled up, you're overwhelmed. Is that when you feel like that's uh, a time to get into some de-stressing habits?
1: Look, I think there's two times we can be doing all this Stuff to help us and all these interventions as um, psychology, there can be a time which is reactive. So you're starting to feel overwhelmed. But I also have another time when we should be doing these things and that's proactively. So set these these times up in your day, maybe three times, five times, ten times a day to stop and just breathe. So it's reactive when you're feeling the stresses but proactively to prepare yourself all the
0: stresses. Okay, we'll, we'll continue with some more of those uh, becoming bulletproof uh, strategies, but let's take another call. Michael is in Logan in Queensland. Hi, Michael, welcome. How are you, mate? Good, Michael. What are your thoughts for our conversation? Um, yeah,
2: sorry. Uh, the this, this statement was made just before about um, the fact that, you know, we cannot compare to some of these some of these people in, in the Bible, but I have to disagree with that because that's that's all some of us have sometimes. All right, Just okay. To be, able, to be able to compare to these people because it's good if you don't, if you can't, but um, there's a lot of people in a lot more dire situation than what we may
0: think. And I think that's uh, our neighbours, uh, people in our communities, uh, yes, and sometimes if things are going good for you, you don't recognise that. That's right.
1: Mm, I agree anyway. with him, Michael, and perhaps... Um, Perhaps what I said was a bit flippant, but uh, yes, there's people around the world, aren't there, that are in shocking, shocking circumstances. Absolutely, Ukraine and people that are being trafficked, and we can't even begin to imagine what they're going through. Uh, And I just I, I thank God that we all have a God who sees us all in our in our misery and in our pain and is there with us nevertheless. So thanks very much, Michael.
0: Michael, great insight. And, yes, Mm. apologies if there's been any flippancy at all there because, yes, people are going through some very, very difficult times and would not want to underestimate just how bad things are for some. Continuing our conversation after Vision National News, thanks to Michael for his call. There's something you mentioned in our opening segments there, Peter, around, uh, and and listeners will recall, uh, Paul and Silas when they were in prison. And you said, uh, you know, Paul and Silas in prison, and prison not as prison as we know it, but uh, something like an open sewer. And yet they were praying and singing hymns to God. And their attitude was completely different to what we might anticipate. If we're looking for biblical foundations for applying those things to our lives today, uh, how do you relate some of those things, say, with Paul and Silas in prison or other biblical stories?
1: Mm. It's interesting that the struggle that they were having was, was so momentous, so huge, and yet they were laying there shackled and they were praising God and they were singing their praises to Him. So this, this uh, biblical approach of worship, of gratitude, uh, thanking God for what He's done, what He's doing, uh, the hope that we have in Him, our faith, and optimism and joy, all of those things are biblical. And now psychology is looking at all of those and saying, hey, they're the things that make us well. So instead of psychology has taken a bit of a turnaround in the last uh, 20 or 30 years from looking at what's wrong with us to looking at, hey, when it's working well, when we're doing well, what is happening? So that's the branch of psychology called positive psychology. And so they've studied all these attributes, if you like, or uh, habits uh, and what they do and how they make us better and how they make us well and how they bring us out of depression and how they bring us out of anxiety. So writing a journal every day and being grateful to God and saying thank you for whatever things he's done for you in the last day or the last uh, week, as you do that, science tells us that that can bring us out of depression. So the biblical mandate to worship and to praise and to speak the word and all those things and to think about God they are actually now being proved by
0: science. Some of us might be asking what's normal for stress because you know we've said there's good stress and of course Uh, If you have a family, uh, just say, or you're in a workplace and there are demands upon you, you will be under stress. So what's normal and what what we do, you know, not be too concerned about, just uh, put up with because perhaps Mm. it is bringing out the best in us. And we did say Mm. that, you know, you can overstep a certain mark and then all of a sudden it becomes very debilitating. But, But, you know, there is, you know, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I've overcome the world, the words of Jesus. But what's normal, do you think, Peter?
1: Look, I think what's normal is uh, getting up and having some pressure to do some work and having some pressure to get along with other people, um, to feed the family and to get along with our neighbours, I think it's all pretty normal. But as I said earlier in the program, it's how we deal with those stresses and and some of that is going to cause debilitating impact on some people whereas some of those things are not for others. So our lives, our history, uh, what we've been through, what we're going through, our makeup, our DNA, that is what makes us who we are or those things make us who we are. And some people struggle with some things and some people don't. So we do need to recognize that, hey, just because you're okay, mate, you know, somebody else may not be. And it is largely, well, there's two facets. There's the the DNA that we're born with and then there's the environmental things and how how we approach those and how we um, feel about those. So take heart. It's normal to feel stressed. If you aren't dealing with some of your stresses, then you do need to get some help.
0: As we all do. Well, people who want to achieve things anticipate that there will be stresses. Uh, People who take on leadership roles recognize there'll be stresses. And I imagine that they're. Uh, when there is pain, if there's purpose that's associated with the pain, it's easier to deal with the pain, and perhaps the threshold of what you can deal with increases when you are in that pain for a purpose. Any thoughts around, you know, uh, extending yourself? Because you know you don't want to have this sort of thought, do you? If you're dealing with stress, you just want to switch it all off and uh, lie back on a, you know, uh, on a lounge chair full of wonderful cushions. Because that wouldn't be actually productive at all. Any thoughts on that? Lying back on a
1: couch with a lot wonderful cushions does <laughs> sound quite nice. But um, a... the, the, the leadership roles, I do think that you've hit a bit of a point there. We, we do take things on. And if you're in the caring profession, the pastor or any anything that deals with people, nursing, um, all of those things over the last couple of years where you are caring for others, whether it be psychologically, physically or, or spiritually, those are the people that are under fire. So I do recognise that yes, there will be significant stresses that do come with those roles. Um, but you mentioned purpose, and hey, I love that scripture, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans for good and not for disaster to give you a hope and a future. All of us have some sort of purpose, and that's why we're on the planet. God has positioned us here for a reason. We're not here by accident. And so whatever your stresses, whatever your struggles, whatever your challenges are, God is going to use them and is using them and will use them to help others. The fact that I went through burnout once and nearly twice I'm helping so many people. You might have an eating disorder out there and you can help somebody as you come through that. Uh, you might have been through the floods and the fires or you know some of those terrible physical um, uh, weather issues that have happened to our country. Uh, and some of those things, you may be able to help someone down the track. So not minimising any of the things that any of us go through, but God can use even the worst of our experiences for good.
0: Uh, God created the world and the universe in six days and then on the seventh day he rested and uh, almost as though that's a bit of a role model uh, because then he gave the people of Israel a Sabbath day of rest. Uh, As that carries on into the New Testament, we don't always celebrate the Sabbath the way the Jewish people do, but... The idea of having a day of rest when you can actually uh, re-recover and uh, refuel and uh, get things set for uh, the rest of the stresses you'll be facing. Any thoughts here around this really biblical foundation of, of resting?
1: Oh, I could go on for another 24 hours on this topic. (laughs) Um, Yes, absolutely. So the Old Testament, the people rested. The proverbial um, woman in Proverbs 31, when I used to read about her, I used to think, how does she do all that? But she was a Jewish lady. She would have had a day off. And, of course, Jesus was a Jew, and so he would have had the Sabbath. And although he did miracles and blessed, he often went away to pray and to read with his father, our father. And you often find that in the New Testament in in the Gospels, where he went away to rest. Who do we think we are if we don't take a break? In the 21st century, as Christians, are we just... Um, are we adding on all the cares of the world but not doing what our Lord wants us to? And he wants us to unwind. He wants us to rest with him. He wants us to be still and know that he's got God in the Psalm 46. He wants us to come away with him and be re-energized and to be refreshed. And if we're not doing that, then how are we going to get our peace? How do we find peace if we don't do that? So I think everybody needs to really think about what what are you doing? I take a day off every week. It's Friday for me. That's when it fits into my my life. And I look forward to that day. That's the day that nobody contacts me. That All my clients know I'm not available unless there's a severe emergency. And it really really re-energizes me to keep going. So I I challenge everyone to have a think about that.
0: Don't call Peter on Friday, okay? (laughs) But the interesting thing is if you're talking about uh, the sort of rest that comes from a biblical base, that doesn't necessarily mean have a day at the beach, does it? Because uh, there's a certain connection to God uh, that's somehow a part of what this divine rest might bring. Because, uh, you know, even into the New Testament, and let's not have uh, too many calls around, uh, you know, what the Sabbath is and uh, whether you have a Sabbath day on a Saturday or whether you worship on a Sunday. I mean, if it's good enough for the disciples to worship on a Sunday, that's good enough for me. There's a certain thought, though, that when you are having that day set aside, uh, a focus on God in some way is going to be a a necessity in that. Any thoughts from you on that, Peter? Yes,
1: not everyone can take a whole day off like I schedule that, but I'm saying a day or time to set aside with God, to hear from God, to just let it all go, give it all to him, surrender, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that's uh, in Romans. So we are to give our worries, our cares to him. And unless we are spending a certain amount of time or a day, whatever we can grab from our busy lives, um, schedule it as a priority. It's not an afterthought. It's it's a bit like uh, tithing. It's the first off the top, isn't it? You do that first and and so it is with our rest time with our time with God We perhaps we can schedule perhaps you can schedule your time in your day and in your week around the God time so that he can fill you up you can pour out your concerns and your worries and your stresses to him you can hear from him so it really is I think surrendering your worries and your cares and then listening to what he wants to say and it's a beautiful thing to do that with the Lord because He's there waiting for you. He's there waiting for us all just to come
0: to him. And then a walk along the beach might not be such a bad way to end the afternoon. Hey, uh, let's take another call. Owen is on the line from Serena in Queensland. Hi, Owen, welcome.
3: Hey, good morning both uh, you and... uh uh, forgotten the Peter, lady's Peter, name. Peter, Peter is Peter, our guest. Peter. Yeah, P-T-A. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's right, Owen, thank yeah, you. I'm uh, Owen, not everybody. I'm sort of Owen uh, of serene is what I'm known at the radio there. But a uh, long-term uh, chemical imbalance for me, I've found that, the positive that you surround yourself with is uh, very important. Uh, I know vision radios meant a lot to me for many years, but um, I just want to bring in a bit of biblical of 2 Timothy 2, 8 to 13, I think it is. Um, it's, it sort of says... Um, reading from the good news. I remember Jesus Christ, who was raised from death, who was descendant of David, as told in the good news I preach. Because I preach the good news, I suffer, and I am even chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not in chains, and for this reason I endure everything for the sake of God's chosen people in order that too many may... too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus together with spiritual glory and then he goes on in a a Jesus says um, if we have died with him we shall also live with him if we continue to endure we shall also rule with him if we deny him he will also deny us if we are not faithful he remains faithful because he cannot be false to himself and You sometimes don't see the wood for the trees, it's the people close to you who in your church family or even biological or people who uh, you regard as a good friend can point out the fact that you're slip sliding, that's all I wanted to share.
0: That is wonderful stuff Owen, thank you so much for calling in and sharing your heart and Uh, just uh, reflecting on the chemical imbalances and the special needs that you might have when you are diagnosed in any particular way here. Uh, Peter, your thoughts for Owen? Owen, thank you so much for that, uh, for your thoughts and your words. Um, The chemical
1: imbalances, yeah, they're tricky, aren't they? They're something you have to deal with and uh, you have to live with. Um, I have had some of those things as a woman and having been through menopause, we have... Lots of chemical imbalances and perhaps not to uh, your position where you're at. But I know that for me, that when my hormones were doing all sorts of um, topsy-turvy jumps over hoops and things, then I found that I needed to rest and relax and breathe. And that seemed to alleviate some of those symptoms. So I don't know if that's helpful, Owen, but also that scripture that you read out, I I quickly turned my Bible to it and uh, something stands out for me there. And that is he remains faithful. So that's basically, uh, I think what you're saying as well, is he's faithful through it all, Owen. And yes, you made a mention of family. If you're slip sliding, look, We need people around us to point out a few things, don't we? And if we're humble enough to hear and to listen and to learn and to grow, then it's all good. Those people are um, doing something wonderful for us. So thanks so much, Owen, for your thoughts.
0: Owen in Serena, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. In fact, just to reflect back on another element, it's funny when someone reads scripture, you can have uh, three people and they'll pick up on different elements of it. But uh, there was a part of that scripture about the ability to endure uh, when you're uh, you know, delivering the good news. There's a certain sense in which if you are pursuing God, and following him, and you're determined to be a part of his plan and purpose, and which will include uh, some things along the lines of that great commission of discipling people, you've got to be able to anticipate there's going to be stresses. And uh, it's not always easy when you've got to live with and work with and uh, be involved in people's lives. Uh, So there's a certain sense of anticipation that there's going to be some stress and need for preparation for that time too. Any thoughts from you on that, Peter?
1: Yes, that was a part of the, the verses that, yes, they stand out as well. Enduring all things for the sake of the elect and so that others can be saved, virtually it's saying, and can be with Christ Jesus. So that is in itself a stress, trying to help and uh, be part of the solution for people that don't know the Lord and don't know the free that we do. So that is part of, yeah, praying that through and giving it to God. So again, the stress, we can take it on board or we can share it with the Lord, if you like. If we take it on our own shoulders, we can't do it alone. But as we come to the Lord and say, this is the situation with this person of my family that's not saved. This is the situation with my physical needs. This is the, And we can be stressed and we can say, Lord, you can help me with this. You can um, strengthen me um, and I can get some of that rest. And yes, we do need to endure, but it makes us bigger, better and Stronger in the in the end if we depend on the Lord.
0: Let's take one more call. Paul is in Bloomsbury in Queensland. Hello, Paul. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Um, yeah, I was just uh, on the
2: rest issue there. Um, well, I believe it's that important that God made it as one of these commandments. You know, Fourth Commandment: Remember yep. the Sabbath day.
0: That's right. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> labor and do work but the seventh day is the sabbath in it you shall do no work you know and those things we're doctors, all yeah. needing to be mindful of in the way that we interpret that into our Christian experience uh, Paul good thoughts uh, any quick response there from you Peter I agree with you
1: Paul but I, I also understand that some people just can't take a day perhaps young mums and you know so I try not to put any pressure on or- <laughs> on people, when I say you must take a day off, everybody can do what they can do. But I tend to like the full day myself. I, I tend to enjoy that myself as well. Thanks, Paul.
0: Paul, thank you so much for your call. And time's running out. I just want to well, just uh, honour you, Peter, for uh, you know for being so open and talking about uh, being a woman going through uh, you know changes in your life. And, uh, you know, women versus men, is there a a contrast here, stress for women, stress for men? What is your observation?
1: Mm, Well, apparently the stats say, Neil, that women suffer twice as many anxiety disorders as men.
0: What a relief. uh, (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's a relief
0: for you. It is. I know it's not a relief for you.
1: No. And unfortunately, young women are suffering twice as much as their mothers these days. So people in their teens and in their 20s. And, and partly that's because of the DNA that's come down through um, the body, through the, the mothers to the daughters, but also because of just today's society, how stressful it is and how we are dealing with it. So I think women tend to have different brain structures to men as well. And uh, our brains are smaller Men's brains are bigger, but we have more going on.
2: <laughs> we have
1: more interaction between the left and the right hemisphere. So because there's more going on, we tend to worry and focus. The nurturing gene as well is in us. We have more oxytocin. So we are going to think about things deeper and more around all the issues. So that's perhaps why we tend to ruminate more, which is not helpful as well.
0: Peter, before I let you go, uh, there's a couple of courses that listeners might be able to participate in uh, that are coming up. One is called Unstuck and Empowered, and uh, that's an online course. And I'll give the PeterEmpoweringYou.com website for people to connect on these. Another one, which is an online group coaching uh, that's starting in May. You've got this six sessions. Uh, called God's Way to De-Stress, and uh, people get to participate in that, and you're asking them for a donation in that participation. You're capping the numbers, only a small number for the group. But uh, those courses, uh, valuable for people who are really sort of in a place where they just don't know where to go, there's no one to talk to, uh, who's most likely to be a good candidate for a course like that?
1: Uh, I've got those courses, I've got my books, and I cover stress everywhere because it was such a big part of my life and it's a big part of everybody's life. Um, So, yes, people, if you're struggling, you can try the free course, Unstuck and Empowered. The first unit is free. Uh, You can go to the events tab and look at how to to de-stress God's way, which is what I'm sort of talking about today. All my books are also covered in there. So if you're struggling in any way with stress, you need to get some help. I needed to get some help and today I still get help and I, I recommend that everybody has someone to talk with. Um, as a, a therapeutic life coach, I need to have a supervisor so I can run things by them as well. We all need have, to have people to talk with and to unload. So if you need to unload, have a look at my website or find someone that you can unload to.
0: Okay, it's Peter P E T A You dot com, and while you're there, you could check out Peter's books. She mentioned Unfrazzle and Redazzle, Finding Real Peace, God's Peace, Freedom and Beauty, and another one called Inquisitive, a reflective journal, Finding Meaning in the Middle of Your Mess. So You dot com, P E T A You dot And uh, there's also some blogs there that might be useful, especially dealing with these issues around stress today. Peter Sokia, Christian Therapeutic Life Coach. Peter, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Neil. Thanks for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To
2: find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.